This is episode 77. In this episode, you will meet the postmodern oracle, Ilona Pamplona. She will give you an insight about herself and the business she offers. Ilona will also be doing a reading on me, in which I am looking forward to my sun and rising. Hello, my name is Nicole Moreno Dinser, and welcome to Epifiana Presents Relate and Elevate. It's a podcast where Latinx and Latina entrepreneurs share their stories. We here at Epifiana believe there is no right way to be Latinx or Latina. So immerse yourself in our culture. And thank you. Epifania presents Relate and Elevate. I'm here with our special guest. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, thank you for having me. I'm Ilona Pamplona, the postmodern oracle. I am an astrology-informed life coach. I do readings based on color cards that focus on colors and the chakras, and I'm a huge word nerd. I speak a lot of languages, and I love digging into the spirit of words when I'm working with clients. Oh, okay. So as a Libra like me, how do you self-identify yourself? That is such an interesting question because from an astrology perspective, um, the sun, we have our suns in Libra, um, but we have so many other planets, Um, but the sun is how we lead. And so there's so many ways that people look at Libra. You know, when we're looking at memes online, people will be like, they're indecisive or they're superficial or they love the aesthetics. But one of the biggest things that I love to lead with when it comes to being a sun in Libra is connection. Libra is the networker. Libra is the collaborator. Libra is the people person. Um, I have friends that are like, how do you know so many people? And I'm like, it's because I have a Libra son. Like I love people and I love, and then I think that it, love of people extends to people wanting to connect with me. So when I think about being a Libra, it's like, I'm the ultimate networker. And that's what I lead with, with my sun sign. Okay. Yeah. So that's how I am. Like, I love being around people. I love meeting new people. And as you can tell, I love to talk. So I have to have people to talk to. <laughs> Um, and as a Libra, like, do you notice that, how do I, is it fluctuate? I guess, cause you know, our sign, you go up and down, up and down. I'm very open-minded. Like I don't like to judge people. Everyone has their own opinion. So I'm very open-minded. Um, do you think that has to do with being a Libra? Yeah. So it's interesting. Libra is the only sign that's not re- represented by a person or an animal. It is the scales. And so Yeah, it's the scales, it's the justice, it's the balance. And so one of the things that people look at when it comes to Libra is indecisiveness. Um, That's Libra in in her shadow. In her light, Libra is like, oh, I can actually hold both of these opinions with the same weight and create my own deductions and see all points of views while still holding my own opinion um, when a Libra is in her balance. And so it's like really being balanced in the way we see things and the way we express things and the way we um, approach people. Libra is also known as a diplomat because of that ability to see things from all perspectives. Oh, wow. So that makes sense. So if I, if if my husband ever tells me like, Hey, why are you acting this way? Why are you doing that? Why do you think that way? It's because I'm a Libra. I'm a Libra. (laughs) (laughs) Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your business? Oh, sure. So I am, like I said, I'm a postmodern Oracle that I kind of created that word because I love that title because I love words. And when I found out what Oracle means, I found out it comes from Latin oraculum, which means a high priest or high priestess. And it also comes from the root of orare, which means to pray. So when I think about what I do as a coach, I kind of hold my clients' prayers 
to, to and and work with them to make sure that these prayers become reality. So like holding people's prayers to the point of reality. Um, and so I love working with clients to kind of figure out, get clear on where they get to go, where, where they're unclear in their lives and become empowered in their lives to, to live the best version. Um, and so a little bit also about me is I am first generation Latina. My father was from Colombia. My mom is from Ecuador. I grew up in the New York, New Jersey area. I studied languages. I speak a few, including Spanish, Italian, Portuguese. I self-studied Mandarin a little bit. I just love language so deeply. Like it's a big passion of mine. That's amazing. Yeah. And now I bring into the coaching container, like not necessarily that I speak to clients in different languages all the time, but when you know what words mean and how people use them in different ways, it really helps to shift the perspective here and there. So that's, I was going to, that's what I was going to say for my next question. So how can people get to your service and when, and how you're going to tell us how to get to them? Um, Do you get customers or clients, as I should say, clients that speak different languages? Like, do you just like, they don't speak English, for instance, you know, they just speak Portuguese or they speak Spanish. Yes. Most of the clients I've had that are, um, not in English were Spanish speaking, have been Spanish speaking. I've had a client or two who have speak in Portuguese and mm-hmm. um, not any Italian clients yet, but, <laughs> but yeah, most of my clients are in a, in the English language, but I, I can um, do chart readings. I've done actually several chart readings in Spanish. That's amazing. That's really good to know because you know, there's people out there who don't speak English and um, you know, some people do want to know their chart reading, uh, their birth chart reading. Um, so does your service cost? Oh yeah. So, so, um, there are different, um, price points. You know, I tell people that, you know, you can get to, uh, to me with a birth chart reading or card reading. Um, those are different price points, you know, anywhere from a hundred to, um, $300 and then coaching coaching is an investment and that can last several months. So that depends on how, um, how much time a client can commit. So that's more of like working with a client and seeing what time commitment there is. I mean, coaching can cost several thousand dollars because of the transformation we're creating Mm -hmm. in a client's lives. You'll probably see coaching you know, charge anywhere from a few thousand dollars to some coaches charge $10,000 and above. Um, right now, my um, coaching packages vary anywhere from 4,500 to 8,000, depending on what they're doing, what we're creating. And I love this, it, the working and even discussing the language of price, because some people mm-hmm. get really nervous about the price. Mm-hmm. And I think about what can be created in a coaching container. I've had clients that took what was once a $400 hobby and transformed it into a six figure business. Wow. So, you know, there's this thing of like the moment that you trust the investment, you can see the return in your lives. And it doesn't always, it's not just always money. I, you know, there are clients who took this investment and now they're not in abusive relationships and they're independent living on their own for the first time and creating the life of their dreams. And so, you know, I love being able to stand in the power of transformation with the client and knowing that this is also like transforming my life as I'm transforming their life. That's amazing. That is amazing. It's, it's doing good for the people, you know, making them realize that they can be independent. They can be, they can find happiness. And they're worth it, that they're worth the price of this work. Of course. Yes. 
Okay. So, and how did you, so how did your vision come about uh, before you started? Um, that is a beautiful question. So I always joke that I, my mom was what I call spiritually fluid. My mom wasn't a card reader and she wasn't, you know, a practitioner of any work, but she, we grew up on Walter Mercado. We would watch Walt first. It was on the radio. Then it was on TV. Like we were a Walter Mercado. I, I remember him. I yes. remember him. He had a saying, I forgot what it was, but I know he always wore that like white, white was it a cape it, yeah. I thought it was like a white shirt like so like gold with gold on it and his hair was always nice mm-hmm. embellished jackets and gapes you're exactly right he oh was oh my gosh yeah and so we grew up in this home where my mom was like, everything's good energy. Let's bring in good energy. Let's bring in these beautiful practices. And I did train formally and academically. And I did spend 15 years in higher education. And then, you know, your question was like, how did I get to this work? Like, how did I become this? Right. And, you know, it's a really interesting thing. I started a master's program in the fall of 2016. And at the end of the semester, two weeks after the semester, my dad passed away very unexpectedly. And it was one of those things where it's like, he had plans that he didn't get to complete trips. He didn't get to take. And there was a moment I'm like, whoa, do I have to wait to have enough money to finish a degree, to do certain things, to, to have the life that I want and to be the person that I want? Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, yes, death is very impactful from the loss of the person, but it also reminds us that we get to live and that life happens right now. And so, you know, what got me into this work is I had always kind of wanted to do more with these tools that have accumulated. And my dad's passing was a catalyst to, to stop putting conditions on when that gets to happen. Oh, yeah. I'm so sorry, by the way. Um, I know how it is, because like, I had my grandma pass away, and she was like a mother figure to me, because my mom was a single mom. So it's parenting. It's like, I know. Um, so was it easy or difficult to start your business, like with, um, with getting information out for the people, like money-wise, uh, materials? Was it, was it hard to start your business throughout those, uh, without those uh, things? Yeah, that's a great question. I remember thinking about this and I'm like, okay, well, what was difficult? I think, I think the most difficult thing of starting a business when you know that this business is the thing you're here to do is taking the chance on yourself. And so, you know, really shifting out of the mentality from like being safe with a nine to five job and giving yourself the chance to do what gets to be done to make what you want happen. And so um, I remember the biggest, the first hurdle was I was, you know, my dad passed away and I have siblings, but my mom was living with me. And one day she woke up and she's like, this job is killing you. You should quit your job and live with me so that you can finish your master's and get this work done. And I remember thinking, no, I have a job. Like I have security. I live on my, like I had all these preconceptions of what success meant. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the, the, the most difficult thing was redefining what success was and how to get there. Even if it meant like quitting my job at 37 and living with my mom at this age to restart what I get to do. 
you know, we have these limitations that we put on ourselves of what we can and cannot do to make our dreams happen. And I got to redesign that. And now I'm seeing, you know, new experiences. I got new opportunities. I'm starting to like really see that this is who I, I got to redefine myself by redefining what success looks like and how to get there. Yeah. No, it's definitely true. I, I, I totally like understand. Um, it's okay to live with your mom at 37. It is okay. It's always good. You have, you know, thank God for parents, you know, because if something ever, it, something ever, uh, goes wrong, you can always fall back onto them and start all over. So it's okay. My, my brother is 30, 32 and still lives with, with my mom. But he's a mama's boy. So that's a different story. <laughs> okay. So what problems does your business help or solve? Oh, to solve. Sorry. No, sure. Yeah. So the biggest focus I have is my, my business, the work that I do as an astrology informed life coach or with any of the tools that I have is getting people to the clarity that they need to take action when it comes to, so I did, like I, I mentioned before, I have, I have a master's in health and wellness coaching. That's what I was doing when, right before my dad passed away. And I completed that degree. You know, I really learned the understanding of what it takes to create behavior change, right? Like when we want to help people, a lot of that support stems in wanting to change behavior. And when I understood that behavior change starts with awareness, Mm -hmm. like you really cannot change where you're going, what you're doing, like what you're thinking. If you don't even know what you want to change or where all this stuff comes from. And so a lot of my work starts with the awareness needed to take action. So a birth chart is not going to change your life necessarily, but it's going to open your mind to change your life and be like, whoa, I get to change this, or I don't need to be this person, or I get to like really try this out. A card reading is not going to change your life because I pulled a card. It's going to bring you the awareness, the clarity of where Mm -hmm. you get to redirect coaching. I'm not telling you what to do with your life. I'm asking the questions. I'm giving you the shift of perspective. I'm opening your mind to see things in a way where you're like, Oh my gosh, I never saw this that way. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the work that I do is to open mind, open the mind, open the perspective. So you can see things clearly and from different ways so that you can empower yourself to choose the life you want by taking the actions that align with that life and that vision and that new, new, new perspective. True, true. Because there's a lot of people out there who are very um, close-minded. Um, they don't want the help of others, but this will help you understand like the different roads you can take in life and what you can do. Um, it's very good to know because I know a few people who are like that, and they just want to sit at home and they want they. You can't have everyone give you what you need. You have to go and get it. No one's going to come to your house. No one's going to come to you and hand you everything. You have to go out there and make that change. Correct? That is so important. It's so important that you said that because in coaching, one of the articles, the academic scholarly articles I read once was about the importance of auto-motivation, self-motivation. Like mm-hmm. there are going to be coaches that are going to tell you what to do and you're going to do it and you're going to see some results but they won't last if the aha moment didn't come from you. Like if you didn't have, if it didn't come from your heart, your gut, your core, that like, oh my goodness, mm-hmm. I 
see it now. This is what I get to do, not what I'm being told to do. There's a difference in the lasting and how long that behavior change lasts. Yeah, so true. It is, yeah. It, it just depends on the person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It has to come from the person. Yeah, of course. Um, not everyone's the same, but you know, we all have to like do it. No, like I said, no one's going to do it for you. Um, someone, someone's going to help you push you there, give you advice, mm-hmm. give you ideas, but you have to go out and do it yourself. But, um, but that's why, you know, having your business and like telling us, like open our minds to what the greater things are in life. That's very helpful, very mm-hmm. helpful for people. Um, how does your cultural identity affect the way you run your business? Like, have you been, have, like, have you had struggles? And if so, did you face in the initial stage or did you face any now? That is such a beautiful question. I can honestly say that I didn't necessarily struggle from the perspective that there weren't, um, there weren't like, I didn't, I didn't have a chance. It's more of like, I think I limited myself because I didn't see other Latinas in this space, right? Mm -hmm. In the wellness world, in the holistic world, in the spirituality world, you know, for a long time, there was a very specific way it looked and there was a specific way it sounded. And there was a specific group of people you would flock to for this information. And it really resonated with me, but I didn't see myself reflected. And there were moments where I'm, I, I equated that to like, who am I? Because I don't see myself there. I don't belong here. And then I had a moment. I'm like, well, if I feel this way, I can't be the only Latina who's like, we grew up with Walter Mercado and like, <laughs> you know, our moms, some, I mean, some of us, cause I know there's some who are more religious, but like, I knew we grew up with Walter Mercado. I know Latino people get their cards read, but like, yeah. why aren't we as visible in this space when we grew up with this? Yeah. And I had a moment, I'm like, uh-uh, I, I get to show up like, and I get to show up like I get to talk about Walter, like some of the people in this holistic world, they don't know who the hell Walter is. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Like, yes, we, we, we know, like I get to bring in my culture to give the understanding of why this work is important to me and the richness of my understanding of this work because of my cultural black black, uh, background and because of the flavor that our background gave this work. Mm -hmm. You got me thinking. Does, does anybody at uh, Univision, like, I, I know he started Univision. Has anybody, you know, if anybody's out there, like, doing those on TV again? Question. I do not know. We they should have someone. You Maybe they should have you. You should, like, be like, hey, I can be the next Walter Mercado. <laughs> Univision, if you're listening, I am available for booking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because like I remember watching it when my mom would watch her novelas, her noticias. Like if he would come up sometimes, like during commercials, and but he also had like a show, right? Like an actual. Yes, yeah, yeah. He was very informative. He was and very he good. So much, you know. Just to go back to your question about culture, he taught. Like for me, I, I don't, and I'm, I'd be curious to hear if there are any other Latinas who had this experience. But like. I didn't know about the Orishas. I didn't know about like even other cultures, symbolisms and, and deities. Like I knew about Ganesh because Walter would talk about Ganesh, the remover of obstacles. I knew about uh, Yemaya and Oshun because he would do sometimes like the Orishas that apply to different signs. Like, you know, yes, 
I learned like our culture had this piece of magic, but Walter also taught us about other, the magic of other cultures and how we like, how it all comes together. And I love that about, you know, our, our cultural representation of this type of magic. Thanks to Walter. Yeah. He was a great man. Great. Okay. What's your favorite technology, like technological, technological, sorry, tool that you use for your business and how has that and how has and does it improve your business? Oh my gosh. Hands down Canva. I love Canva. I don't know if you use it, if you know about Canva, but Canva is, I have pro it's my best friend. I love it because, you know, it, it is the, if you're a solopreneur, a Mm -hmm. preneur who works on your own, you want to, do you want your images? You want your profile? You want the things that you post to look at the next level. You want, you want to make it easy to create images and, and, um, shareables that are at the next cut. And I love the templates. I love the, the, all the things that they do to make it easy for you to show up as professionally you can, as you can in your business. I have not only created posts, I've created videos. Like I did a whole astrology video series and Canva. Now you can make videos and reels and they have music and you can upload, uh, upload your voice. You can create like all sorts of things anything that's a visual aid for your business is available on Canva and I'm obsessed I have Canva but I don't have the pro I can't do all that you're fancy oh. Oh. <laughs> you're fancy once again we deserve to you know I think one thing that like I think as a Latina that I want to um, support is we get to invest in ourselves mm-hmm. We, we cannot treat, if we're going to go into these things as businesses, we can't, we can't make it a hobby. You know, Canva pro is a business expense and it is worth every penny, you know, and yeah. it takes me to the next level. And it makes me, you know, really shows people that I'm committed to it. And then people invest back in. Right. And so yeah. girl, it is worth it. It is worth it. Mija. Do you use all the, uh, do you use Canva with Instagram, YouTube? Do you use it on Twitter? Like what, what uh, platforms do you use it for? Great question. So I've used it on Instagram. Um, I've used it on, in all the ways and posts and stories and reels. I've used it on TikTok. Like I once created, like try to make a TikTok, TikTok a little fancier and, yeah. and do it through reels. I mean, through Canva and cleaning it up there. Um, I haven't done YouTube yet, but I am going to start going into the world of YouTube. And I've definitely created um, really awesome covers like that, mm-hmm. like cohesive covers for certain series. Mm-hmm. So, and, and the pro option really allows you to like I said, make it look pro people I've in the past few weeks, people literally said, who does your marketing? I really love it. And I wanted yeah. to contact them. I'm like, it's me and Canva. It's me. It's and Canva. A, yeah. <laughs> very professional. So are you saying you have a YouTube channel? Um, I do have some videos on YouTube. I'm going okay. to start going. Yeah. So I did a yes. series. I think it'd be great. Day. You know, there's people who like, who I, you know, we were doing a podcast not a lot of people listen to podcasts. They, some people are very visual and they go to like videos. So having a podcast and having YouTube, like having a little bit of both, I think it's very great. Um, I know a lot of friends that use YouTube. Um, YouTube's hard though. I don't know. I heard that you have to get like followers from like by using like the right um, hashtags and the right uh, topic, like where you put your titles. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, 
I don't know how I'll get to like, like a million followers for sure. <laughs> yeah, I think, but yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, and it's fun because like, you know, when I was mentioning before, when you love what you do, that doesn't even matter. And like that mm-hmm. becomes more contagious. Oh yeah. That's so true. That is very, very true. As long as you keep doing it because you love it, that you actually, people start discovering you too. So that's a, that's a really great point. And now it's time for a little break. Ads are now open. If you are a Latina business owner, you can have ads on our website here on this podcast, videos, or our social media platforms. Go to epifaniamagazine.com for more information. Another thing, is there a business that you follow that you strive to be? Um, And what a business attracts you and how are you different from them? That is like a really great question. You know, I've gotten to the point where I don't necessarily want to be like another business and not because like, oh, I want to be myself. But really, I think there's there, when you get really into your business, you can see what's possible for your business. I can say that I've had teachers in the past that have like really been an inspiration for, you know, things that I like the level of impact I want to have. You know, mm-hmm. I, you know, I used to. I did a few trainings with Gabby Bernstein when she first started, like I did spirit junkie masterclass one and two. And I remember thinking, wow, I want to do this kind of work. And, you know, I, I get to do it differently because she specifically teaches a course in miracles and I'm doing more of astrology and coaching. But I remember thinking like, it's awesome to think that I can author a book and I can have a following people who, you know, lives get to be impacted because of what I say and how I show up for them in the world. Um, Someone that I discovered through Gabby is a woman named Ra Goddess, and she actually was one of Gabby Bernstein's coaches back in the day. And she, um, yeah, so she runs a coaching business and um, I have her book. And what I love about her is that she believes that you can, you know, do good and make money. And so there are people who like open you up to people who are doing parallel things and at the level you want to do it. So Ra Goddess, um, and she has a company, I think it's like, true, uh, do good. Uh, uh, sorry, raw. If you're listening, if you ever listen to this, I forget the name of your company, but raw goddess, R H a goddess. She has a company. She runs a company that's all about like helping, you know, people. And in my experience as people of color, people who, who are typically not represented to do this kind of work and be paid and be paid their worth. Um, so I really admire her, um, and that, and, you know, the whole coaching world and like transformational world, like, the, anyone in that space, I just admire for having the courage to take up space to be of change, especially when the intention is to be of service and of change. True. Okay. And if you could have done something different besides card reading, what would that have been? If you could do both now, would you? You know, I think if it's like, you know, what would I do differently if it was like not coaching or readings? Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. Like I really, here's what, here's a fun fact. I have done a lot of things in my life. So I've done, I've had a nine to five job in my nine to five job. I used to travel the world. I've been to 30 countries and hundreds of cities around the world. I actually used to do t-shirts and tote bags for local bands. I used to be in like a music scene in New Jersey. That's where wow. I got my nickname, Ilona Pamplona. So I think I, I'm actually, I kind of, I think I reversed engineer life 
where I kind of tried all the different things and now I'm actually doing the thing that I wanted to do instead of being like, what would you do if you could do things differently? I think I tried it all. And yeah. I'm, in a where I'm like, oh, now this is what I'm trying. This is what I get to taste right now for this phase. And I don't know where it's going to go. I don't know if I'm going to do this forever, but I know this is where my energy is taking me to as the place to be of service now. Well, from the sounds of it, I think you're a professional with everything that you're telling me, things that I've never heard of, other than Walter, you know, Mercado, I know him. Mm -hmm. But you know so much information that you're informing me, things that I've never heard, never knew. So I think I think this is like this this job is your calling. So I definitely think you should like keep it, keep going. Um, another thing, can you share some advice for anyone with a very similar specific business or idea like yours? Oh yeah. Um, do it. Be in the work. I think there are a lot of um, people, whether it's coaching, whether it's card reading, whether it's astrology, whether it's everything of this like entrepreneur, solopreneur, soulpreneur, that you're waiting for the right title or you're waiting for the right moment or you're, you're waiting for a certain level of visibility it's not going to happen if you don't start doing it. Like it, 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 the chicken, what comes first, the chicken or the egg? You don't know. All I know is that if you don't start doing the work, whether it's beta clients, test clients, you know, playing with your friends and family as like test clients, you, you cannot become the person you want to become in this work until you start doing the work. If it's in your head, it's going to live there and it cannot flourish outside of there if you don't start taking small actions and another thing it doesn't have to be like you got 100 clients in the first day right you, you got to start where you're at whether it's starting with your friends starting with your like you know the people in your circle and growing from there it has to start somewhere you cannot grow a business if you're not doing the work at all that is correct that is correct I'm going to take that advice because yes. um that's how I am with journalism. You know, you start from little things. Um, and that's what I did. Like, I also did things with, um, I started, I love entertainment news. So I started doing a lot of um, like uh, eclipse of like me reporting on like what was going on, like entertainment wise, um, you know, with the whole thing with like Kim and Kim Kardashian, Pete Davidson, like I'll report something a little bit about that going on and things like that. But like you put it on YouTube and you like, you share it. Like for instance, like you said, with your, with your friends, like you do it on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, like you, or you can just send it to your friends or family members just to watch and they can tell their friends about your business. So it's a very good advice. Right there. I like that. Um, Let's do my ch birth chart reading. Okay. Yes, so, I think I'm ready. Awesome. I never had one. This is my first time. Okay. So you just tell me what I have to do. Do I just have to sit here? Yes, <laughs> you do. So it's not okay. going to be a full chart reading because like I said before, your chart. So first, before we go into like the idea of what we're going to share with you, we're going to focus a little bit on the sun and the rising because those are very big pieces. Like when people, when people do the astrology talk, they'll say, well, what are your big three? And the big three represent your sun, moon and rising. Now, the reason that's important is because they're very, um, they're important uh, expressions of who we are. And so when we're looking at a birth chart, there, there are a lot of places we can look. So there are planets. The planets are the what of our chart. 
they express in the outfit of the sign that they're in. So for example, both you and I have a sun. The sun represents the I am, who am I? How do I show up? Who do I think I am? And they wear the outfit of Libra because we both are Libras. You're October 6th, I'm October 8th. And Mm -hmm. so we express through the sign of Libra And ironically, we both have both of our sons in Libra in the same house and the house is where in life does that play out? Okay. So, so I I like to set that as a foundation because we're only going to go over the sun and the rising and interestingly, the rising plays out a little bit differently, but the sun, the planet is the, what the outfit is the, the sign and where in life it plays out is the house. So um, Jasmine, you have the sun and Libra. So we've already determined that. So mm-hmm. sun and Libra kind of tells us, okay, how do you see yourself? You probably see yourself as very diplomatic, very fair. So I, um, love giving the Zodiac signs personalities, like their own character. And mm-hmm. I always joke that the sun, a li- Libra, by the way, Libra, the sign of Libra is like a Southern bale. She is always well-dressed. She's always very diplomatic, <laughs> She's very inviting. Um, um, and she she knows how to good, put on a good dinner party. She knows how to bring people together, right? Now, do not cross the Southern Bale because she will tell you in very calm words to go, you know, where to sit yourself. But mm-hmm. she's always going to do it from a very diplomatic perspective because Libra is all about diplomacy. She is trying to make it fair in her shadow. She could be a little bit of a people pleaser. Um, and she could be maybe in codependent. However, collaboration, diplomacy, and partnership is her biggest gift. Now, interestingly enough, you and I both have our sons and Libra in the 10th house. The 10th house is our house of career, reputation, ambition. So where do you put those diplomatic collaboration skills in your work? So what do you do? You interview people, you talk to people, you make people look good and you look good doing it, right? And so the way you show up in your reputation, so you see yourself as someone who you know, really takes care of their reputation. You want your reputation to look good. You put Mm -hmm. your diplomacy and your connections into your work networking and the people who you meet are key expressions of your ambition and your reputation. What's coming up for you when I say that? Well, um, a lot of things are coming up like in my life. uh, Well, I am moving. My husband and I are moving in December. So he is in the military, but I am planning to start, you know, my business and actually working at a new station. Um, I don't know how that's going to go um, because I have a soon to be one year old. My plan is if my husband doesn't work that much, he can watch the baby or I can watch the baby. And then, you know, I can focus on doing like a two or three year contract at a new station. Those are my plans. Now, will it happen? Who knows? I can't tell. I just know that I've had two interviews already this past year and they said hey if you come out here we can see if we can get you in will they I don't know um but that's right my focus is career wise that's what I want to do I want to be a career mom a mother and a career woman you know what I mean so I just I I do love staying at home and having a uh working from home and being with the baby but I would love to like step outside and out of my comfort zone and 
because now that I have a baby, it's going to be uncomfortable for me. And just be, like you said, yeah, I'm co I'm codependent, but I want to be independent and like do things on my own. Well, you can do things for yourself, but collaboration is what supports your reputation. That's yeah. kind of like, like, for example, there would be signs where I'm like, you can do this by yourself. Like if you had an Aries son in the 10th house, I'd be like, forget it. You don't need anybody. You got this. But Libra mm-hmm. goes, Hey, I do want a lot when it comes to my reputation. I want big things to happen. And it's important that there is a team behind you, that there are people supporting you, that you're also going to be fulfilled when you're supporting others. There's like a, mm-hmm. a collaborative spirit that makes being in your reputation, that doing your work, following your ambitions makes it feel more fruitful and more authentic to your code. Yeah. Sure. Now, it's interesting that you said you're moving because we both have risings in Sagittarius. Now people are going to be like, that's really interesting that they have the same, that they have the same chart. We don't have the exact same chart. We have certain placements that are the same. Why? Mm -hmm. Because your birth time represents your rising, your rising in your birth chart. It is a circle. So if you're using CoStar, you're not going to see this. I personally don't not like CoStar, but when I look at a chart, I want to see the actual chart because it shows us how things are laid out. So when you're looking at a birth chart, it's a circle. There's a line up and down the center and across the horizon. The, the sign that you find to the left of the horizon is what's called the rising. And that's dictated by your birth time. And the birth time, when you have the birth time and we know what, what sign was at your rising, then that tells us what signs go into what houses. So that's how we know what's in what house. Yeah. And so based on our time and our day of birth, we both have a rising in Sagittarius. Now, Sagittarius has a few major themes. Sagittarius could be the high priestess because it represents higher education. It represents knowledge. It represents wisdom, but from like a lived experience. It also represents travel, foreign language, foreign culture. So, you know, when I see someone with a rising in Sagittarius, I'm like, okay, so what about travel? What about moving? Like being, staying where you're at forever is not always going to be in alignment with your true nature because Sagittarius loves to adventure, loves to go to new places, loves to meet new lands and people in new lands. So I'm not surprised that here we are, you have a Sagittarius rising and you're like, I'm moving. I'm not staying in the place that I started. Exactly. Yeah. And like, we move a lot. And when I've traveled, I've traveled a lot when I was, uh, we were stationed in Germany, um, between 2014, 2017. And we traveled a lot in Germany, Paris, all that stuff. And it's very interesting that you're telling me that like, the timing of my birth, it's, it's like a, I don't know, my mom always says that we, our life is like a book. It's already planned out. We just don't know what the next chapter is going to be. I'm going to take that to the next level. Because when you think that your book is already written, then you're like, okay, then I have no control over it, right? Like it's already written and I have no choice. And I actually once met a spiritual teacher who put in a really interesting perspective. So she is someone who says that she can see the fourth and fifth dimension. And she's like, what you can't see that I can see is that above your head, there are different tethers. She's -hmm. like, there are some people have three lines, some four lines, five, two, depending on the person. Those are your different paths that you have written 
but you've written multiple storylines with multiple endings. Kind of like, I don't know if you remember back in the day, there used to be choose your own adventure books. You'd start at page one and then a few pages and it'd be like, if you want to go here, turn to page this. If you want to go there, turn to page this. And yeah. then the book was designed so you can try different outcomes. Mm-hmm. So she's like, life is kind of more like a choose your own adventure. You're, if you're on a track and you're like, oh, I don't want to try that. I don't like this anymore awareness, like choosing, clearly choosing, I don't want this anymore. And I want this now aligns you to a different track that you've Mm -hmm. written. That's more aligned with that vision, that clarity. And so it's not that it's just a book and the book has a beginning and end linearly. It's more like a choose your own adventure book where you're, the book is written. Yes, but there are different ways to get through the book and there are different endings depending on what you choose. And so that's why I love coaching Mm -hmm. because coaching, I don't tell you, I get you clear to the options that you've created in this lifetime so that when you get to the end and the the full book, all the chapters are closed. You can be like, oh, I really love the combinations that I've chosen in this experience in this lifetime. Oh, that's beautiful. That's so true. That's very true. Like you decide what you're going to do. So. You, you, you get to have control. Yes. There's things that are written, but you in this lifetime, you have control over the choice of how it works out. Oh, wow. You really opened my mind with like what, like this whole thing with my, how I am and what I do and stuff. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. So before, um, uh, we let I let you go. I want to ask you like an icebreaker kind of question. Yeah. Uh, what is like your favorite color? And I'm asking you this because I saw on your Instagram bio that you do color reader. So you can tell me a little bit about that and yeah. you can like tell me your favorite color if you like. Yes, it's actually really timely that you asked me this question. So first of all, color reader, I was trained in a very specific Oracle deck. So I don't read tarot. I read um, my primary Oracle that I use and Oracles are you know, cards that are not tarot, but that have messages are based on colors and the symbolism of colors. And so the colors sometimes represent different energy centers, different themes of life. Um, So I don't necessarily have a favorite color. I feel like sometimes in the moment, certain colors call to us because they represent certain feelings, certain emotions, certain ways of being. Like when I was in high school, I had a phase where I wore yellow all the time. And people knew me, like I had a yellow jacket. I had these really two funky yellow shirts. Um, I had this one kid who would call me the bumblebee because I would wear, obviously yellow goes with black. And so like, I loved yellow because it made me feel um, bright and energetic and happy. There are moments where I'm like feeling super like, you know, feminine. I might wear pink. There are moments where like, I want to feel a different way. Like I have jewel tones, like you know, emerald greens, or like sometimes a word red nail polish. Personally, like one of my favorite colors are gold, as you can see behind me, like I have a gold headboard, like gold is really, really calls to me because it reminds me of the sun. It reminds me of my personal power. Um, But I also love to personally wear black because I feel very grounded in it. Um, And I feel like I can embrace like everything for me matches with black. So when I'm wearing black as a base, I can add anything on, on top of that. So, so I do feel like there's um, a power and like an unspoken language in color. 
that when we gravitate towards certain colors are really telling us how we feel and how we're expressing at the time, especially when we know what those colors means to those people and for ourselves. And so I don't necessarily have a favorite one. I think I gravitate towards black and gold the most, but I love to splash in other ones when I can. Yeah. Well, it was just a coincidence when you were talking about yellow because you, you were saying that you used to love wearing yellow. And look, I'm wearing yellow. Yes. <laughs> Bright and cheery. I know yellow, like, and I'm interviewing you, meeting you for the first time. I was like, wow, what a coincidence. Okay. Yeah. Um, and black and gold are really good colors together. Like, I feel like when you wear a full black outfit and you add like silver and gold, mainly gold, it's just, it pops out. It's a lot. It's very powerful. And it just, it's a very good, they're good statement pieces together. Okay, so where can people find you? And like online, like social media, like physical location, if you have one, like where can uh, your future clients find you? So I am super, super active on Instagram. I, and, and I know that you're probably gonna have a lot of future entrepreneurs reading that listening to this. I have a website, but the website, I've just not had the time to update it. And so I do have a website, it's in the works of being updated, but Instagram is the easiest way to contact me. I'm also trying to like play around with TikTok and ultimately I'm going to be developing um, an astrology membership soon. So I would say if you're not on my mailing list, you can find the link in my bio on Instagram to get on my mailing list to find out more from me. I, I'm really at the point where like my mailing list is a really great way to stay connected with all I'm doing while I update my website and build my astrology membership for all of my future astrology fans. That's awesome. That is really cool. Okay, great. And do you, did you say you have Twitter or do you have like Snapchat or anything like that? Facebook, a like page? I do have a Facebook like page, um, but it's mostly right now, Instagram, um, my mailing list. And I'm, I'm really having a lot of fun in Instagram. I mean, TikTok doing like astrology, um, TikTok. So <laughs> I don't blame you. TikTok is so in right now. Everyone's using TikTok besides me. I need to get on TikTok. I need to it's get on fun. that. I need to get on that bandwagon. I don't know what I'm doing with my life. <laughs> you know, and, 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 you know, it, it's funny because astrology could even tell us like which like platforms might be easiest for us or not, you know, um, based Instagram on our personality. Is, Instagram is the easiest for me. I will tell you that. I just feel like Facebook is very family oriented to me. Even my life page, like I have like all my newsy stuff that I write there and, but I feel like Instagram, I can put everything there, like my personal stuff, my work stuff. It's just easy. And now you can do reels. So yeah, all the so. things. Hey, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Ilona. It was so nice meeting you. And thank you for coming on the podcast and for my first time birth chart reading. That was amazing. Never had it done. I can't believe it. And that's just like um, a little snippet. I know, but you, I learned a lot about myself, especially now that, you know, I am moving and I need to choose my path and don't let other people control me. It's my life. It's what I do. It really is. Okay. All right. And thank you for listening to Epifania Presents Relate and Elevate podcast. Please don't forget to check us out and subscribe. I'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to Epiphiana Presents Relate and Elevate. You can find us anywhere as Epiphiana Mag. That is E-P-I-F-A-N-I-M-A-G. And we can't wait to see you out there on the internet. Have yourself a wonderful day. Bye.